0: Well, hey everyone, if I've not met you before, I'm Phil, Uh, I lead the team here at St Paul's and here we go again. Lockdown two, if you're tuning in from overseas or have somehow managed to miss the news, uh, a fresh framework of restrictions have been announced as we battle the threat of coronavirus and from Thursday this week, uh, the predominant message in England has been once again, stay home. I wonder how you're feeling yeah, for me, I, I feel increasingly grateful for the summer that we've had, you know, for September and October and all the opportunities to gather in person, to party and to worship together. Yeah, it really has been such a gift, such an encouragement. I've loved being able to gather with so many of you again in the church building these past weeks to see you and to pray with you in the flesh. You know, even if some of that flesh has been hidden behind a sea of masks. Yeah, and for those of you that haven't been able to join us back on site, please know that you were missed. And it is with great sadness that we have now had to press pause on those live gatherings again. But I am so grateful that we can continue together digitally like this. You know, maybe this is the new normal and we must continue to meet in any way that we can. But I'm not going to stand here today and try and pretend that it even comes close to the real thing. You know, standing shoulder to shoulder, singing out in worship together. (sighs) These are difficult days. And I guess we're all probably feeling a bunch of different things right now. You know, a mixture of sadness and disappointment, anxiety. You know, perhaps relief for some of us who may feel we should have gone back into lockdown a long time ago. Maybe we're happy just to shut the door and hibernate for a bit. Or however you're feeling, we can all agree that this is a remarkable time of crisis, of challenge and of concern. Threat abounds. And over the past months, as I've chatted with many of you, we've reflected on this, on the threat to our health. And I'm so grateful for all those of you who are involved in our health services, you know, on the front line in this, seeing day to day the terrible impact of this virus, directly or indirectly. And for those of you who have experienced this sickness firsthand, we pray for God's continued comfort and healing. But we're also mindful of the threat to relationships, the impact of this time on marriages, and family life. The huge challenges for parenting, of separation from loved ones, of isolation, of loss, and of increasingly polarized opinions that tear at the very fabric of community life across this nation and, in fact, the whole world. Our economy is under threat. We're beginning to see a new crisis of, of unemployment. When will it end? We don't know. Hey, I don't want to bum you out today, but I do want to be real. You know, it sucks and we can't hype our way out of this. Our way of life is under threat and we need to be honest and acknowledge that because it's as we acknowledge the threat we can cry for help. Oh God, make speed to save us. Oh Lord, make haste help us. If you've ever spent any time with the prayers of the Church of England, you'll be familiar with the first verse of Psalm 70. And whatever version of the Bible you might be used to, to looking at, it basically says, help God quickly. And of course, the context is threat. In verse 2, we read, May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. You know, someone is after the psalmist. And someone's always after the psalmist. He's under threat, and so he cries for help to God. Now, Today, if you feel threatened, unsettled, anxious, Cry for help to the God who hears and helps and saves. To Jesus who is there for you no matter what. Yeah, you know, I love the trajectory of this psalm. In fact, we see it echoed in most of the psalms. You know, threat leads to a cry for help, which leads to joy and salvation. You know, verse four, uh, from the context of threat, may all who seek you. Rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, great is the Lord. Yeah, we see a shift in perspective here that we're reminded, don't let the storm steal your gaze. Don't allow lockdown to make you look down. Lift your eyes, seek Jesus and say, great is the Lord. Yeah, but our eyes are tricky things to manage, aren't they? You know, they're constantly getting drawn down, drawn away, you know, drawn to seek out bad news over good, tragedy, gossip, you know, to, to hit that clickbait headline on your newsfeed. But it doesn't have to be like that. Over the next four weeks, I want to challenge you What are you going to seek? And what are you going to say? Will you seek Jesus? Because there is always joy to be found in him. And Christians all over this nation are committing to set aside Thursdays as a day of prayer and fasting throughout this season. Perhaps you could join us. And here at St. Paul's, we're going to be uh, making a creative prayer space available in the church each Thursday, which you can book into for individual prayer and safely seek and rejoice in that space. You know, one of the things that I and lots of the team here have been using recently is the Lectio 365 app. You know, a brilliant little devotional tool to help you to seek Jesus each day. I'm going to put some notes in the description of this video to, uh, to help you find this stuff. You know, we're also going to be running the prayer course online again, starting this week. You know, we've just finished it. I had a great group. We've had an amazing time. And this is another great way to seek Jesus. So get involved. Yeah, and then there's Alpha. You know, we're now on week four, but we're ready to start another group. You know, perhaps you've got a friend or a housemate that you can seek with in this season. Give us a shout. Yeah, let's explore together. And let me encourage you to press into your connect groups and to these digital Sunday gatherings. Yeah, let's seek Jesus together because there is joy to be found in him. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you and say, great is the Lord. What are you going to choose to say this week? How are you going to use your words? You know, we have many crises at the moment, and one of them is a crisis of communication, the threat of words. You know, increasingly, regardless of your, uh, of your politics uh, or your state of mind in all of this, polarised opinion, anger and disdain are just being lobbed around carelessly online, and offline, like destructive little bombs. James was right, the tongue is a fire. It can corrupt the whole body and it sets the whole course of one's life on fire. Where our tongues go, our eyes and our hearts follow. So what are you going to choose to say this week and in the weeks to come? Can we commit to to focusing our words on praise that in the midst of this storm, we might lift our eyes up to Jesus, seek him, receive the unreasonable joy that is only to be found in him and together continue to say, great is the Lord.